Welcome to the self-love revolution. I'm Ashley, a mental health therapist and self-love coach, and I'm here to simplify self-love and share how it's possible for any woman. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Love Revolution podcast. I have Bethann here with me, and we are talking all about hypnotherapy today. And I'm really excited because I honestly don't know a lot about this topic. So I'm super excited to have you here um, and learn more about this. Yeah, I'm super excited to share. Um, I know that you have um, <clears throat> an awesome story of like transformation using hypnotherapy. So can yeah. you just like take us back and tell us a little bit about your journey using hypnotherapy. Absolutely. So I am a pharmacist by degree and I was actually raised in pharmacy. So I spent my whole life in pharmacy. And um, in about 2017, um, I started, I sort of went through my own physical wellness um, transformation and I got into functional medicine. There's a whole story behind that. But since we're more focused on hypnotherapy today, we'll, we'll move quickly through the other parts. So I actually left pharmacy to launch Prescription Wellness, which is an integrative wellness company um, in 2018. And when I did that, I um, was not aware of how significant um, the transition from working in a busy retail pharmacy to working from home alone uh, would be. And I actually developed really severe anxiety. Um, as a wellness professional. And so I did everything that I knew to do in terms of functional medicine with nutritional eliminations and supplements and lifestyle, all those things. And really, it didn't touch the anxiety. Um, and so I actually went through a bit of a spiritual deconstruction during that time um, and um, developed a relationship with Christ for myself versus I was raised really conservative Southern Baptist. It was authentically faithful, but I had never found my own faith. And um, during this time, I actually discovered meditation, which was um, sort of like this spiritual part of wellness for me. Um, and it was a really powerful tool. And there's so much science behind that. And I speak on that actually quite a bit. Um, because you know, if, uh, if you're raised in a, in a conservative religion, then a lot of times meditation seems like voodoo or woo woo. It's kind of scary. And so once I learned the science behind it and also just how powerful it is to change the brain and the body, I was, I was totally in. Um, and even with all of the positive changes that came with functional medicine and meditation, I still recognized that I needed therapy. Um, and at the time I was still in my early thirties, I was maybe 33, 34. Um, and I have three, my husband and I have three small children. And so I had never been to any form of therapy at that point. And I just was like, okay, I've got three little kids who need me to be like fully present and healed for them. And also I feel really behind on therapy. Um, 30 something years and I had never tapped into any of it. And I knew there was plenty there. I'm an Enneagram seven. So I, I, um, tended in my less mentally healthy days to really, um, shove down or shove away anything that felt negative and not deal with it. So I knew there was plenty to address, but I just was overwhelmed at the thought of spending years and years trying to figure it out. And that is when I actually came upon a masterclass. It was free, like recorded generic masterclass on hypnotherapy. Um, and it was this type of hypnotherapy called rapid transformational therapy, which is the type I'm now certified in. 
And it was developed by a British therapist who recognized that, you know, therapy is really, really great. And also it doesn't give you an end point necessarily. It doesn't give you like a way to move past what it is that you're processing. And so she developed this specific form of hypnotherapy to do just that. And in this generic masterclass recorded, not custom, not personalized, not even live, um, I had the most tremendous breakthrough in one session and I was completely hooked. And so I, with everything that we offer through prescription wellness, it's always been because, you know, I needed it myself first. And so um, with hypnotherapy, I had no intention of, of getting certified in it or incorporating it. But the thing about hypnotherapy is that as you're doing it, you can't help but learn about the way that the mind works because it's part of the process of hypnotherapy is understanding how you form these beliefs that are, you know, impacting you negatively in some way. And so as I'm learning more and more about how our minds are designed and how they function, I, I realize that I can predict um, within the wellness space, within coaching, um, how successful a person is going to be in terms of their wellness or their goals or just their trajectory long term based on the words that they used. Uh, because it's a clear reflection of their confidence in themselves and their belief that wellness is possible for them or their acceptance of, you know, stereotypes around aging or whatever it is. And so as I'm, as I'm learning all of these things as an, and as I'm recognizing these patterns in clients, then I just really began to think, okay, if I give clients all the tools in the world to get well and their mind blocks them from implementing those tools, what good does it do? And so that is when I actually uh, was talking to my business partner and said, you know, I, I have this opportunity to get certified in hypnotherapy. What do you think? And she was like, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? And so um, that was a really solid vote of confidence. And so I talked with my husband and got certified in it and have just really been able to experience the most tremendous um, healing really with clients. And I can tell you all about the science behind that too, but I'm sure you'll have other questions. So that's kind of a brief synopsis of how, how a pharmacist becomes a hypnotherapist. That's amazing how you came across this one class that changed mm -hmm. everything for you. It really did. It really did. Before we go any further, can you kind of just explain what hypnotherapy is? Absolutely. So most people, whenever they think of when they hear hypno anything, they think of sort of like cruise ship hypnosis or like a guest speaker that comes in and you come up on stage and do a thing and maybe you quack like a duck or I don't know. Um, so that's not what this is. So hypnosis as a, as a state is a brainwave. So right now you and I are in a beta brainwave, which means that we're both awake and alert. We're conscious. We're having logical conversation. Um, sleeping would be like a delta wave or a theta wave, depending on how deep the sleep was. Hypnosis is an alpha brainwave. And the really crazy thing is that we are actually all in an alpha brainwave for the first seven years of our lives, the whole time. And so we are actually hypnotized. That's how we're conditioned. That's how, you know, we, we always hear that those first seven years in particular are so formative. Um, and really our, our worldview is formed. Our identity is formed. And that's because of that alpha brainwave. And what an alpha brainwave means really is that your brain is very absorptive. Um, the term that's used most frequently is suggestible. I don't love that term because it sounds kind of weak. Um, yeah. But uh, absorptive is 
accurate to me because what what happens is you're you take in what you see and hear and feel and experience, especially when you're seven and under because your brain isn't fully formed. And so you take it as truth, whether it is or not, and then you sort of extrapolate it to global truth or universal truth for you. So if someone hears that, you know, they are, um, you know, not athletic or something on the playground when they're six years old, they believe like they're not good at sports until that myth is debunked, whether it was actually a reflection of their ability or whether it was just some bully on a playground being rude to them. And so um, what happens is, you know, we hear a lot like in movies say that um, we only use 10% of our brain, but more accurately, we only access 10% of our brain. And that other 90% houses all sorts of memories, feelings, experiences, the meaning that our mind has created from it. And it allows us to function. It becomes our autopilot. It's much like computer programming. And that's great whenever we're programmed in a healthy way, right? With like, you know, good beliefs and truth and things like that. But it can be detrimental to people whenever they are programmed with conditioning because the mind recognizes the familiar as safe, whether it is or not. And that's a biological mechanism. It has purpose, right? When we're babies, we need to recognize familiar faces of caregivers and know that they're good. Um, If we were you know, a hundred or I don't know, a few hundred years ago, like just living out in a forest somewhere, we need to be able to recognize familiar landmarks so that we can get ourselves home. So there's a purpose in recognizing familiar as safe. But the problem is the mind doesn't actually distinguish whether or not it's good for you. It just assumes, okay, this is familiar and you're alive. Therefore, this is part of what's keeping you alive. And that can have detrimental impact in people's lives often. And so whenever we are in the hypnotherapy session, what we do is we get you into that alpha brainwave, which you're still in every day periodically. So you are naturally in this super absorptive state. Stop me at any point if you have questions or if I'm not making sense. You're naturally in this alpha brainwave, this very absorptive state, um, whenever you are transitioning from sleep to wake. So when you're waking up in the morning and falling asleep at night. Also, if you're daydreaming and you're just kind of off in la-la land, that's an alpha brainwave. If you've ever driven somewhere by habit, like you meant to go to the grocery store and then you pull into your driveway and you're like, oh shoot, I just drove here. That's an alpha brainwave. And what that means is that the things that are going on in the background, your mind is absorbing even though you're not consciously listening. So that's why I never recommend for people to leave like news on in the background or anything negative because that's whether you're really listening to it or not, your mind is hearing it and, and taking yeah. it in and, and plugging it into all of these other programs that are that are already running. So in the hypnotherapy sessions, we get you into that alpha brainwave and then we do what's called a regression. So say you came to me for, we'll use a specific example because those are a little bit more clean cut, Um, social anxiety. So maybe you wanted to be more comfortable um, speaking in public or just sharing about, you know, your, I did one for a person who's a designer. And so he wanted to, you know, feel really comfortable and confident presenting his designs to new clients or speaking to someone who's a potential client and not having. So, so when we do that, we do a regression which is just allowing you to access memories or experiences that are housed in that 90% of your mind that contributed to beliefs that then led to 
the struggle with social anxiety. So an experience, generally there's a, multiple, but we you don't have to see every tiny little experience. You just have to, to get an idea of how and where these beliefs formed. Um, and often when you're talking about something like public speaking, um, it's something like you you maybe got up in class when you were in second grade and were talking through um, a, a presentation and did something wrong and someone called you out on it. And so you believed then forever that everything that you did in front of people was wrong. Or you got called on in class to answer a question and you didn't know the answer or something of that nature. That's very common. Um, or, it, I mean, there's the mind is fascinating and is everyone nice. is completely different. But so anyway, we get to sort of the root and there are lots of tools that we use within the process to say, okay, let's find some self-compassion for ourselves first and foremost. Let's be able to look at ourselves from the, you know, look at this seven-year-old version of you and say, of course you formed this belief because someone said it to you and no one was there to, to say, no, that's not true. You just needed this other piece of information or you just needed this skill or confidence. And so whenever you do that, then what we're able to do is we can't change anything that happened in the past, obviously, but we can yeah. absolutely change the meaning that your mind makes of it and the way that it affects you in the present and then your future. And that's really where, where we go. So we shift those negative beliefs to the past. We kind of sequester them to the past and they really become points of contrast and gratitude because it gives you, you know, there's the whole idea that you cannot know joy until you've known sorrow. And so it gives you that sort of perspective of, okay, I remember how difficult it was when I couldn't, you know, speak comfortably in front of people, um, which is something I used to struggle with a lot. I'm a redhead. I'm very fair skinned. I would blush and get really red and sweaty. I've hypnotized yeah. myself for a lot of things. Um, but, but it is a really solid point, not only for gratitude, but also to say what's possible, right? Like we don't have to accept that, oh, I am socially anxious or I am blank because we can change that. The brain is neuroplastic, which means that we can rewire all of these things. And thought patterns are actually physical structures in our brain. And so whenever we do the regression, we're actually breaking up those those physical patterns in the brain and then rebuilding new, healthier patterns that serve the client in whatever way they want. And that part is recorded. So we actually, in advance, design how you want to think feel, believe, um, for lack of a better word, like the trigger, if something would normally trigger you to, you know, get sweaty or anxious, or maybe your chin would quiver or your voice would get shaky. We can actually say when you step in front of a crowd, you feel calm, your voice is relaxed, your face, your facial muscles are working perfectly. Um, and so we actually rewire those behavior patterns, thought patterns, and all of that. And just that good part is recorded. And then you listen to it for 30 days. And during that time, we have follow-ups. And that allows, um, the mind learns by repetition. And so that recording allows that repetition to really rebuild those new patterns in a way that is unbelievable to experience. This sounds like it would be really helpful in um, like all things body image, obviously we talk a lot about self-love. That's what the ah, podcast is yeah. about. Um, all things self-love, um, self-care, eating, you know, with food, when people have problems with food. Absolutely. Um, how can hypnotherapy be used with those things? 
Yeah. So that's actually probably the most common type, which I've done hypnotherapy on a, a myriad of different things from insomnia to, you know, relationship issues, all sorts of things. But the most common is really wellness because I am a wellness coach. And so yeah. um, whenever we're talking about body image, we get to the root of why, why our, our body image is distorted, one. And the goal is always to come from a place of self-love and you actually have that wired in. So we wire in um, that you love nourishing your body because you care for your body so much. You view your body as a friend um, and you recognize that you're, you're not your body, right? You, your soul lives inside your body. And so when you're able to view your body as a gift that you care for, rather than as a burden or as something that needs to be molded for the sake of society or anything of that nature, then that's a completely different relationship. And one of the, one of the first people that I did on body image, which first of all, um, I've regressed people back to like 18 months old, six months old. Um, I've regressed people back to like a crib. I mean, your mind holds on to so much more than you realize. And these things really start so young and sometimes they're even, you know, generational because we are an yep. egg inside our grandmother's womb. So we're, we're affected by so much, um, even outside of ourselves, but we are, whenever we are in that regression, you also get the opportunity when necessary. One of the tools that we use is for you to go back and be the parent that you needed or the teacher that you needed or the friend that you needed. And that is really where that self-compassion comes in and self-compassion is really the first step to self-love because you've got to really first recognize that these things that you were maybe hard on yourself for, um, women especially have a tendency to really beat themselves up for things. Um, And whenever you transition that to compassion, then love naturally follows that. And whenever, whenever you operate out of a place of self-love, even for, you know, there are, there are medical reasons that we need to keep a healthy body weight and a healthy, there are real legitimate reasons for that. Yeah. And you and I talked even about the, the pendulum swinging that happens in health and wellness and the way that it's not really, the industry itself is not designed to set people up for freedom. But I believe that it's moving in that direction because of people like you and and hopefully like like me and the and my business partner in the company, because yeah. we are we are giving people the tools that they need to um, really break free from these cycles of shame and guilt or fear, whatever whatever it may be. And so, whenever you're coming from a place of self compassion and self love. Um, specifically on weight management, because most like, like it or not, most women, they want to look the way they want to look, whatever that is. And they want to feel a certain way and how they look affects how they feel. And that's okay. We don't want to swing the pendulum so far that we're like, Oh, if you want to look good, then you're not healthy. I don't, that's not true. Yeah. So, um, whenever we're talking about excess weight, um, a lot of times that is a body's safety mechanism because, there is something in them that is fearful. And so their body is holding on to weight because it makes them feel more grounded and more stable um, in what is what their body has interpreted as an unstable world or what their mind has interpreted as an unstable world. And so whenever they're able to really reach that point where, um, and I'm very open about my faith. So I, I am a Christian. I don't only work with Christians. I always make sure that I know the faith of the person that I'm working with in advance. But <clears throat> for, the, for the Christian faith, you know, I, I believe that the, 
the full power of the Holy Spirit resides inside me. And so we really get our subconscious mind on board with what consciously I have chosen to believe, right? And so that happens as well within the hypnotherapy. We're able to say, okay, your safety comes from Christ in you, which is always available to you, unchanging. It's pure, perfect love, like the Holy Spirit is God, which is love. And so whenever we're transitioning our mind to say that our source of safety lives within us all the time, then the body can relax because it's not looking for safety that's transitional all the time. And then a lot of times weight just releases because we don't need that that sense of external safety anymore. We're able to have it internalized. And so that's a really powerful thing to get to experience. That's amazing. Yeah. There is so much to learn about hypnotherapy. I think for like me, I, I've never really learned about it, you know? Um, so are there any like books or podcasts, anything like that that you recommend? That's a great question. There are several books. So Marissa Peer um, is the British therapist that like created r- rapid transformational therapy. Um, and she is the one that um, is my go-to because there are different types of hypnotherapy. Um, and she actually has several books out because a lot of, you know, she recognizes that the vast majority of what we struggle with, um, and this is male, female, any, you know, it's ultimately that we're not enough just as we are, right? And so <clears throat> the the flip side to that is not that we can't have goals or we can't want to change or achieve or do anything like that. It's It's knowing that we get to do those things from a place of being enough as we are now rather than feeling like we need to strive for something in order to find value in ourselves. And interestingly, one of the um, one of the most common um, sort of scenarios that comes up in hypnotherapy is someone um, getting, and it happened to me too. Like I got left at church when I was like four years old, right? Just one time, not, it was not a big deal. Like we practically lived there. It, I knew my way around, but, and it was a very classic, like mom thought dad had me, dad thought mom had me. Oh no. Okay. So here's the thing though. Biologically, our mind is wired also to remember the negative over the positive. So even though I got picked up at church three times a week, every week for however many, 18 years, um, biologically, just like, you know, if we were out in the forest and we ate a purple berry and it made us sick, we need to remember purple berries make me sick. I need to avoid purple berries. We don't have to remember, oh, I can eat red berries. I can eat blueberries. I can eat blackberries. And that's, so that's another protective mechanism that again can get kind of hijacked. And so whenever, whenever I experienced that, um, even though I have loving parents, like it was not reflective of me in any way. My mind didn't know that. My mind formed a belief that I am forgettable. And whenever you have a belief internally that you are forgettable, that creates a need for external validation that you're worth remembering. And that doesn't work. It just, it, it, external validation, I think we're learning in psychology at this point across the board, external validation that's a great bonus whenever you're out in the world doing what, you, what you're called to do or what you're made to do. Um, but it's really not a good motivator because it's not consistent by any stretch. And so um, shifting that belief was, one, was another really powerful one for me because then I'm able to just be able to speak to 
what I'm able to offer or, or what I, what I have learned that could benefit someone in some way rather than feeling like, Oh, I need to tell them this. So they'll know I have something of value to offer, which is a completely different energy and a completely different purpose and much, much less effective and miserable, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Well, is there anything else that you would want the listeners to know or anything else that you wanted to share about hypnotherapy? Yeah. I mean, I think for really the most important thing that I will shout from every rooftop is just that there is healing available to you. Um, and that's really the, even though the strange progression of my career is based on, you know, I, I spent my life in pharmacy, recognized that the, the pharmaceutical industry was, was lacking in certain areas that was allowing people to stay alive, but not thrive. And I am, I tell people all the time, I'm pretty much obsessed with human thriving. I believe it should be a right, not a privilege. And so, you know, when that wasn't working, then I found functional medicine and that moved the needle so much. It really does help the body so significantly um, to, to live life based on functional medicine principles. Um, and then even, you know, functional medicine didn't help my anxiety at you know, and so then I was like, okay, well, there's got to be something else. And then I found meditation and that really um, opened a, a new level of healing that I didn't even know I needed. And, um, and then still recognized that even with meditation, I still had anxiety. And so that's where hypnotherapy came in. And, and I, so I always want to encourage people that if they're ever told that something just is, and that they're going to have to deal with it for the rest of their lives, or if they make statements like I am anxious or I am blank. As, as long as you believe that is true, it's, it's true, but you absolutely can decide to reject that for, for the long haul. And, and there is healing available. And that is to me such an important message right now in particular, just because of yeah. especially the last few years, of course. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the biggest takeaways I have from this is just to like not limit yourself to one type of healing. There Absolutely. are so many types of healing out there, whether it's hypnotherapy or food or mental health therapy, you know, mm -hmm. there's so many options and it's not bad to use more than one. Oh no. I, I most of my clients are, um, you know, have been in hypnotherapy or have been in health coaching or ha I'm not in hypnotherapy, have been in talk therapy, um, or health coaching or, um, you know, have been on lots of medications and, you know, just reach a point. So I think, yeah, knowing that when something stops working, that doesn't mean that you're, you're broken or that you can't, you know, find healing, that there's something else out there that, that will work. And it's just a matter of, of finding it. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for everything you've shared. I've loved learning more about hypnotherapy, and I'm excited to continue learning more about it. Yeah, thank um, you. I will post your links, so if people have more questions or want want to work with you, they Absolutely. can. Um, they can connect with you that way. Yeah, that would um, be great. But and yeah, I always thank you start so people off with a discovery call so that they can, because it is a unique experience and it is foreign to most people. And it's also pretty intimate, you know, and so um, it's important to kind of get to know one another and make sure that it's a good fit. So I always start yeah. people off with a discovery call and I'll make sure I get you that link as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Self-Love Revolution podcast. Make sure you subscribe and visit selflovevolutionpodcast.com for more resources. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
Thanks again for joining me, Ashley, in this episode of the Self-Love Revolution Podcast. I'll see you next time.